0: The Gospel reading for this morning is taken from John's Gospel, beginning in the 10th chapter at the 11th verse. John wrote these things, Jesus speaking. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd puts the sheep before himself, sacrifices himself if necessary. A hired man is not a real shepherd. The sheep mean nothing to him. He sees a wolf come and runs for it, leaving the sheep to be ravaged and scattered by the wolf. He's only in it for the money. The sheep don't matter to him. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and my own sheep know me. In the same way, the Father knows me and I know the Father. I put the sheep before myself, sacrificing myself if necessary. And you need to know, that I have other sheep in addition to those in this pen. I need to gather and bring them too. And they'll also recognize my voice. And then it will be one flock, one shepherd. And this is why the Father loves me, because I freely lay down my life. And so I am free to take it up again. No one takes it from me. I lay it down of my own free will. I have the right to lay it down. I also have the right to take it up again. I received this authority personally from my Father. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God, amen. Would you pray with me, please? O God, whose son Jesus is the good shepherd of your people, Grant that when we hear his voice, we may know him who calls us each by name and just follow where he leads. Open our ears, our hearts, and our minds to your word for us this day, amen. When you hear the words, the Lord is my shepherd, what kind of image does that bring to your mind? Do you see the image of a shepherd or a sheep? What just are the responsibilities of shepherds and sheep? And what is exactly expected of all of us? Have you ever wondered about the biblical story that talks about separating sheep from goats? You know, I think we wonder about it because by the end of the saying, we've become pretty certain that a good Christian wants to be counted among the sheep. Because goats with their dancing eyes and eat anything ways, tough enough to keep a goat fenced in at all, those goats, they come to represent the lost. But you know, when you think about it, seeing yourself as a sheep isn't entirely wonderful either. When compared to a sheep, a sheep-like person isn't really looked up to. They represent meek and mild, fluffy herding types of creatures who just kind of blend in to the background. And furthermore, sheep are known for being incredibly stupid. If a sheep jumps over some imaginary thing in the middle of a field, all of the sheep that follow that sheep will jump right there also. Now think about it, all of the other sheep will jump to avoid something that just isn't there in the first place. The overwhelming sense of their flock mentality forces them up into the air. Yet maybe for that reason, Christians are really identified as sheep. You see they seem to need each other. Their flock, their community, becomes a part of their identity, and not only do they need each other, but as this flock's sensibility seems to illustrate, they also need a leader, a shepherd that they can count on. You see, goats, they don't really need anybody watching out for them. They're independent, even headstrong. But the shepherd is the most single most important figure in the lives of the sheep, and without him they would realize very quickly that they were in trouble. Now, good shepherding, it requires a close relationship with the sheep. The shepherd is alert, responsive, helping with the details of the lives of the individual sheep, concerned with their health and welfare, and working long hours to ensure that they get the most out of their life. There is one way that we are different from sheep. Sheep are too dumb to even worry that they can't take care of themselves. But we do worry. Especially when we get ourselves into situations that we can't take care of. Especially when we're put in situations that we just can't can't take care of ourselves. Now once again, most of us are in the same boat. Most of us have worries, and most of us do worry. As a matter of fact... That person that just really irritates me is a person who says something like this, I don't worry about anything. I just don't let things bother me. That person, they worry me. (laughs) The one thing that will suck joy and contentment and peace out of your life quicker than you think is worry, fear, anxiety, and concern. And there is really only one or two things that you can do with all your worries. You can try to handle them yourself, or you can let somebody else handle them for you. There was a guy who was a major worrier. He worried about everything. He worried so much that he developed all kinds of problems. Nervous tics, high blood pressure, sleepless nights. It was affecting his job, his marriage, and his friendships. He was irritable with people, and he just wasn't very pleasant to be around. Well, one day he walked out of his house to go to work and he was whistling, singing, and smiling, totally at peace. And his neighbor saw him and couldn't believe the change that had taken place. He walked over to him and said, hey Joe, I've never seen you like this. I've never seen you so happy, so joyful, so full of peace. You don't seem worried about a thing. He replied, I'm not. The neighbor said, well, what happened? How did you do it? And Joe said, well, I hired a professional worrier. He does all my worrying for me. (laughs) And the neighbor said, wow, what does somebody like that charge? Joe said, well, he charges $1,000 a day. The neighbor said, $1,000 a day? Well, you don't have that kind of money. You can't afford him. How are you going to pay for him? Joe said, that's his worry. You either now have, or will have, worries that you just can't handle. The worry of a child headed down the wrong path. The worry about an illness that might just not get better. The worry of finding yourself before it's too late. I really believe that good life is life where you face your deepest fears, your darkest places, and your greatest worries with faith and not fear. And when you come to grips with the notion that you really are a helpless sheep sometimes, you also come to know that Jesus is the Good Shepherd and you will come to know this. Sheep need not fear when the Good Shepherd is near. Now lest you think that this is easier than it really is, know this. Sheep are really defenseless. Almost any other animal on earth can defend itself in some way. Dogs can bite, cats can claw, skunks can spray. But sheep, they can't do anything. They need protection. Now, contrary to what we might like to think, we are really pretty defenseless against the difficulties of life. You see, there simply is no defense against a drunk driver, some deranged killer, a determined terrorist, or a cheating spouse. Shepherds cannot keep sheep from difficulty. There are wolves and bears that want to eat sheep. There's bad weather, ticks, fleas, insects that want to sicken and weaken the sheep. The shepherd doesn't guard sheep from difficulty. He guards the sheep in difficulty. The shepherd cannot prevent sheep from coming in contact with bears and wolves. But the shepherd can protect the sheep when they do. No problem before me is greater than the Lord above me. So you take the biggest worry that you have in your life right now. Take the biggest concern in your life and think about what you're most desperate about right now. And just remember this the care, the concern of the sheep is never, ever greater than the care of the shepherd. And there are many things that make a good shepherd a good shepherd, but few are greater than knowing that when you are in the dark and you listen for his leading, Jesus will help to guide you where you need to go. That is one of the ways that it is such a good life to follow Jesus. And when you're in difficulty, Jesus will get you where you need to be. And when you are desperate, Jesus will give you what you need to have. Now I realize that some of you here today think that this sounds too good to be true, Pollyanna-ish even. And that you don't know the truth of what I've been talking about, because you've yet to make a commitment to follow Jesus and to be a part of his flock. But he is constantly bringing new sheep in. I have sheep that are not of this fold, but I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice, so there will be one flock, one shepherd. And if you're out there today, wandering on your own and feeling helpless, you don't have to live your life that way. You can come to the Good Shepherd and become a part of his flock. You can enjoy good life. You know, it's not difficult for those of us who believe in Jesus to confess that he is the Good Shepherd. What's a bit more difficult is to confess that we are sheep and that we desperately need a Good Shepherd. Now hear this. Sheep that refuse to follow a shepherd either get lost, they get hurt, or they get killed. The shepherd leads the flock that follows him. He will not drive the flock if they refuse. But if you choose Jesus, you are already accepted as a sheep of his fold. To God be the glory. Amen.